Okay, I'm recording now. Speaking of which, um, yeah. I'm going to read you a joke or two from 3,500 3, uh, 3, good, good jokes for speakers. For speakers? like for spe- people. I'm, I'm speaking, so this works. Okay, uh, yeah, that's fair. <clears throat> uh, I got an awful fright the day of my wedding. I know. I saw her. It was his wife. Cause she's ghoulish. <laughs> Halloween oh, women are ugly. Am I right? Oh, All right. Um, uh, I want some arsenic for my mother-in-law. Have you a prescription? No, but here's her picture. Wait, arsenic? Arsenic. He's going to poison his mother-in-law. Why, why would you get a prescription for arsenic? <laughs> Dude, this, was, this was written <laughs> in like 64, so I have no idea what shit was like back then. You could get, you could get like speed over the counter. Like, have yeah. you heard of amules? Like, they were like legalized fucking like aerosol speed and fucking like, um... Uh, they, they were just like heart medication that just made you high out of your fucking mind. You can just get them anywhere for any reason. You're just like, hey, I got a heart. And they're like, oh, oh you have some fucking yeah. speed, dog. And you're like, oh. Um, it's like, is, oh, I got a headache. Oh, here, take this asbestos and heroin until you feel better. I'm going to skip past all these marriage jokes. These are stale. Uh, oh, yeah. the state, Those are the stale ones, yeah. The state is abandoning the electric chair. Henceforth, criminals will have to cross Times Square against the light. That's a traffic joke. That's a what? jaywalking joke for you. They'll have to... Wait, they, they have to do what? Cross Times Square against the light, which means they'll have to, like, jaywalk in Times Square. And... I, I'm surmising that that means that there's a significant risk of them, like, being hit by cars... Yeah, back then. Okay. Like All right. now, now it's like I mean, pedestrians like kind of have, especially in Times Square, it's like a walking mall almost. Yeah. Wow, that's that's like, man, I love humor that doesn't age well. Oh, it's, <laughs> like, that's like all humor. Yeah, but, like most, like, most especially humor. this shit. Mm. Here we go. Here's a Christian joke. Okay. The angel was taunting the devil. Hey, devil said. <laughs> We're putting on a great show up here. Yeah, said the devil. Where you gonna get actors from, though? <laughs> I'm only laughing actually, because th- of your devil voice. <laughs> that's actually not a bad joke. It's like all the all the good actors are in hell because they're all miscreants and gay. Ah, uh, <laughs> yes. Big gay. Yeah. Big gay. Theta uh, gay, if you will. <laughs> we, we are theta gay. I'm... <laughs> I'm not an actual gay. I'm a thespian gay. <laughs> Thespian's just another word for gay, right? I, I, I just give stagehand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. So let's start this podcast then. <laughs> okay. Um, hey, I'm Spencer. Spencer. Uh, oh, hey. Wait, 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 okay. wait, wait, hold on. All right. All right. All right. Pull this up. All right. Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Brit. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 283 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head, a Bucketcast. All right. Hey, what's new? What's happening? How you been? Oh. Actually, it has legitimately been a minute since I talked to you. So, how you doing? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm 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 doing pretty well. You know, just hanging out, just having fun. Number one, uh, I think. I don't know. All killer, uh, no yeah, filler, it's... right? Uh, lots of filler. <laughs> I mean, life, like you know, the the further like you pie get into filling? your thirty, like pie filling. No, well, no, like you know, like the further you get into your like late twenties and thirties, the more you realize like life is basically an all filler album. Oh yeah, it's like yeah, a movie. It's, it's, it's all like just mo- like interludes, right? Like yeah, yeah. It's it's like a, a movie with just like uh um you know just like establishing shots is mostly what the movie is, uh-huh, and you're just like, yeah. oh, that's what I'm gonna go do. All right, 
and then yeah. that's it. Oh, yeah. totally. Like, yeah, you, you know, you wake up, you listen to podcasts, you uh, drink coffee. Oh, I listen to a bunch of podcasts. Yeah. You listen to Buckethead. And, and if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> I hope you're listening to Getting Head right now. I hope you're. I hope you're, you're saying uh, really... this to no one. We're recording this right now. You say it to no, me. I guess. Like, I'm. I'm hoping that someday someone will listen to this. Um, you love to hope it. Maybe. <laughs> you love. You. You hope to. You hope to love it. it. You hope. You hope to hope it. Really. Sure. Is that, yeah. That's that's where we're at at this point. Is I hope to hope. <laughs> like, like the Obama <laughs> years. I was all about. I was like hope and change. That's cool. And now I'm like, oh, change isn't gonna happen. Uh, but I can have hope. And now I'm just like, uh, ah, I hope someday I can have hope again. And so <laughs> I have to hope for hope. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I want desperately one day for hope to be given to me again. The ability yeah. to hope, you know. Yeah. It's hard. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about a bucket fact, dog? Oh, hit me. Hit me hit me with that yeah, bucket yeah. fact. Bucket yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Buckethead is a huge fan of basketball. Okay. And uh, basketball's going big right now. Uh, I think they're in the, the playoffs or something. Maybe they're uh-huh. they're in the finals. I'm not 100% sure. I don't sure, think basketball's but, uh, happening right now. It's winter. No, no. Well, they, they were doing the dome thing. Um, you hear about that, yeah? No. They, they were... Oh, well, it's a huge thing. I don't thing, know so. anything about sports. <laughs> okay, so... Wait, how so are they sports decided, happening right now? Doesn't everybody have COVID? Because of COVID, everyone's taking a different approach, and different people are failing in different ways. Like... Football just had their first big hit because of COVID, because one team got a ton of people with it on there. Nice. Um, baseball has had some gaffes. Basketball has done surprisingly well because what they've done is um, they oh, created what's right, called right, right. the bubble. I heard about yeah. this. I heard about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, in Orlando, Florida, in Disney World, they uh, just like they have a ton of stadiums there already. So they just housed all of these folks there and um, making them, set them up. making them battle against each other. Yeah, yeah, and whatever. apparently, uh, I think Russell Westbrook, I want to say, left like an $8,000 tip to the staff there, which I think is fucking classy Yeah, that's pretty classy as fuck. I yeah, that. yeah, yeah, and uh, like, uh, he actually wrote a letter to him, too, and I think writing a letter is even classier. That is a but, very like, classy also, move. Yeah. Also, giving him a bunch of money is very classy to the working class. Absolutely. So, uh, cheers, Russell Westbrook. Yeah. If, if you have any cool shoes, I'm going to buy those motherfuckers. You heard? Like, you heard. I, I heard. Mm. Mm. Totally. Well, that was a great. But, uh, that was a great bucket. No, fact. actually, no, no. I, ha- no I I want to expand on this bucket. Oh, fact. Okay. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Me. Yeah. What so, um, he's he's a huge fan of basketball, especially Michael Jordan, and uh, which is evident in that he made an album called "Happy Birthday MJ23," which is Michael Jordan's basketball number. Wow. Number. I and, is uh, that one of the Pikes? No, I don't know, actually. Uh, it might be. Um, oh, my goodness. I'm excited He, he oftentimes wears a Michael Jordan jersey on stage, and uh, he has songs called Jumpman, which is Michael Jordan's like nickname. Yeah, yeah. And he also has a song called Jordan, do you think? Do you think he, he wears Jordans? Oh, oh, definitely. Really? Like, yeah. I, I don't mean, know he's if he seems wear... like the type. Oh, like... oh, definitely. He, oh, a hundred motherfucking percent. Dude okay. has, dude has like at least the classics and like the, the flu games. Like right. he's, he's got at least the base models. He's got some probably Air Force Ones here and there. Dude probably has like, I mean, he's tall and lanky as fucking weird shape. So <laughs> he probably, he's probably wearing like size 16 shoes. So it's going to be hard for him to get shoes. <laughs> And like Jordan is one of the few shoes out there that makes size sixteen, so he's probably true. rocking yeah. lots of motherfucking Jordans. Wow, yeah, um, I like that deductive but, reasoning right there. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Um, but he also uh, one of the songs we've actually listened to so far, uh, called "Crack the Sky," mm-hmm. uh, off of the third Pike, oh, I believe. Ah, uh, um, for um, I don't remember. I, uh, I don't remember I, I, anymore. Wait, one sec. I, 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 I let me go back here. I'm just say it's the 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 fifth pipe. Actually, no, it's actually the very first one. It's on. Ah, it's alive. Shit. It's a track. Uh, track <laughs> two. Track five. Crack uh, the sky. Damn, I was uh, really wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that that one uh, specifically is about um, uh, what's his name? Not Michael Jordan, but uh, another basketball player uh, from the Detroit Pistons, a um, a power forward named Blake Griffin. Okay. All right. Is that like a you know, power you, bottom? Oh god. So power forward. <laughs> uh so there's po- five positions in basketball, right? So you got you got the point guard, you got the shooting okay. guard. All right. You got um the power forward, you got the center and 
and you've got the small forward. And so uh, the way it goes is usually like the center is the big man. Yeah. yeah? Okay. So you got like Wilt the Still, fucking Shaq. Shaq is, you know, prototypical motherfucking big man. Uh, He's center. a big man. Uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, like usually you got your biggest, strongest guy in the center because he's driving through making dunks. Um, then okay. uh, you got the power forward, which is like a, a stockier kind of guy who takes a similar position to the big man, usually kind of more of a bully. I, I want to say uh, Rodman okay. is a power forward. and um, You should look that uh, up before is... you commit to it. We're not, I, I, we not, are not I, I, I good at think. sports. I want to think. Um, <laughs> like... Who else has been a power forward? Fucking... Uh, Carl Malone was definitely a power forward, yeah? Um, Carl Sanders? Wait. Carl Malone. Um, he was in Nile, right? Then then you... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shut up. Then you got the shooting guard, which is... Uh, I don't know. They, they play the outside. They play a lot of defense uh, on, on the three-pointer and the shooter. Um, and okay. so you right. usually got, like, a, a quicker, bigger guy on that. Uh, and so it, it depends though. Cause like magic Johnson was definitely a shooting guard and Steph Curry is like the new type of shooting guard. Okay. Like the guy who never really makes it, um, you know, near the basket. I've all. heard like, he some of need these to. names. Steph Curry is, uh, he's on the golden state warriors. He's the king of motherfucking three pointers. Okay. And he's like changed basketball because he's made it way more about three pointers than about big dudes putting dunks in. Yeah. Okay. Um, then you got shooting guard. Uh, no, no, I use shooting guard. Uh, what haven't I hit on? Oh, small forward. Small forward uh, is, um, usually like the shortest guy on the team. Quickest guy on the team. Usually too. Uh-huh. Uh, LeBron is the only one I know th- of that's a small forward. Usually it's just short guys who don't like really go down in history. Okay. Uh, and then, and then like MJ, you got the point guard. Okay. Point guard is something different. Like point guard is oftentimes like your most defensive player, but sometimes it's a guy like MJ who can just make insane dunks from the outside. Like make okay. dunks from the three-point line, like flyers. Like not just the big man, but the fucking agile crazy motherfuckers. And the point okay. guard is like the real wild card in a team. Like if you have a great point guard, it's going to make your team. If you don't have a great point guard, it's not going to matter too much if you got a good center, uh, good shooting guard, good power forward. Okay. Um, You've been reading about basketball or something? What's going on with this? This is the, this is the first we've ever talked about basketball. <laughs> like, literally. I've known you for, like, what, 16 fucking years? I don't think we've ever talked about basketball. Dude, I'm like 6'4". I have to be in <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that's fair. You've seen my shoe collection. Oh, uh, like, that is true. There's basketball into, adjacent shoes in there for sure. I, I have so many. Like I've I've got like three or four pairs of LeBron soldiers alone. All right. I've got like four pairs of Jordans. So, All right. You know I'm clearly you're legit. All right. Is that legit? I don't know if that's legit. Some of the kids that I work with talk about shoes sometimes, and they're like, "Yeah, I got like fifty five pairs of shoes." I'm like, "What? It's happening? What is your I life? Mean, you 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 you." <laughs> Well, you've literally walked into my apartment and seen... No, no, I know you got a lot of shoes, but, like... No, I, I've got, like, literally, like, 48 plus... I've got, like, 55 pairs on display right now. Okay. In my house. And I gave 20 pairs of shoes to Scott, like, a year ago. I've still got, uh-huh. like, 30, 40 pairs of shoes in my hey, storage you, unit. you gave me a pair of shoes. Yeah, oh, I gave you an amazing pair. Of I shoes. know, I love those shoes. I I, I only wish... wear them on special occasions, but they're like my favorite shoes. You should wear them more often. They're super, super durable. Dude. Yeah, they're really, really cool. I, I super like them. Yeah. I, if I wear them more regularly, I'll have to get inserts for them though. Like, yeah, pretty sure. bad, but yeah. uh, they're they're awesome. They look awesome. I, I really yeah, really they love do. them. Like they're yeah. bad. I I like I like wearing them when I was playing shows. Like I felt very fancy. Like the. I only actually got to wear them to one show, but uh, the mm. show that I wore them at, like, this one drunk dude, like, knew what they were, and, like, he thought yeah. I was so fucking cool, and, like, yeah, right. wouldn't, he, he, like, followed me around the mm-hmm. whole night. <laughs> like, nah. like yep. it was like, this guy's got the bricks, man. And I was <laughs> yeah, like, right, all right. <laughs> that's so sick. Uh, it was it was pretty funny. So sick with the Ricks, dog. It was pretty funny. So sick with the Ricks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, you wanna you wanna get into these albums? Yeah. Okay. 
All right. All right. Uh, so, yeah, hit me. We uh, first. I took notes so, this time. I took notes. Oh, excellent! I excellent. I'm I a took, fancy I note took boy. Extensive notes, as usual. Yeah. Some someday I want to like publish my notes because they're going to be. I just, think like, we should include our notes in the uh, in the show notes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, down. so like, I'm gonna I'm gonna build us a website, and then we'll. Yeah, throw you want to do like a references yeah. and show notes website? Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like add links to stuff that we talk about. Yeah, and, and then, so like, when you're wrong about no, basketball, so take... I can just link to. <laughs> I'm not wrong about basket, except for maybe Dennis Rodman. I know every single other one of those people were exactly in that position that I said they were. Dennis right. Rodman was a guess. <clears throat> sure. Dennis Rodman was definitely a guess. Like right. he's. Yeah, I don't. I I don't think he's a center. Although he's a, you know, he might have actually been the center on that team because he is a pretty big guy. I might be wrong. Okay, okay. <laughs> you might you know? be right. I don't know. <laughs> I I I said power forward. He could be center. I'm actually gonna look this up right now. All right. Well, anyways, let's talk about the albums. We looked that up. Um, yeah, yeah. We listened to three albums this week. The the seventh, eighth, and ninth in the Pike series, um, starting with Pike. Number seven, Shores. Whoa. Of okay. Oh, whoa. So I'm sorry. He uh, he started. Dennis Rodman started as a small forward, but then became a power forward. So I was right. Definitely a power forward. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He transitioned to that. He became that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good, good to know. Good to know. Great good to know. Great to know. Excellent. I made an educated guess. Turns out, mildly educated. Cool to listen to you sucking your own dick, but like, let's move on. <laughs> I removed two ribs to do it, dog. <laughs> yeah, you did. We we know it is known. <laughs> wait, I wait. So that's back, 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 back. So the Marilyn Manson thing, we we got to talk about that. That's not real, right? Or is it correct? Like, I, no, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a hundred percent not real. Okay. Like, I mean, if you look at him, man. Like, that wouldn't help you, like, be more flexible. Like, honestly, like, I, I used to be able to kind of suck my own dick. Kind of? Or really, what do you mean by kind of? Like, you could lick the tip? I was able to, like, stick the, the <clears> head <throat> in the mouth. Wow. Cool. Yeah. yeah. How was and that? It's about... It's all right. It's, like, uncomfortable for the body, though. Yeah, it's, it's very like, uncomfortable. I was able to lick the I mean, tip it, once. And, yeah, like, it, like, I was, like, I felt very, like... penis... <laughs> But like it feels bad to the rest of the body, and so you're like, eh, maybe I'll just like, you know, talk someone else into doing this for me, right? <laughs> yeah, and my back won't hurt then, not nearly as much. So, uh, and really, in your thirties, life just becomes about minimizing back pain more than anything. Oh yeah, well, ain't that the sh- ain't that the truth? Mm. Uh, do you do you think there's ever do you think there's somebody out there who's experiencing like severe back pain simply because of trying to suck their own dick too much or actually oh, succeeding? Ab- ab- absolutely, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, they're just addicted to sucking their own dick, and like, it's. Are you, are you drinking a, a tall boy white claw? Yeah, yeah, I'm drinking a tall boy white claw. Oh, so, so, so what flavor you got? Uh, I got mango, bro. <laughs> okay. I'm a black cherry. Yeah, myself, so honestly, but... like, I prefer black cherry, and mm. I that's what I wanted, but the gas station I went to to get this, uh, mm. which is the only place you can get tall boy white claws, uh, they only had mango, which is okay, because well, mango, I think, is like a really, it's a, it's a good white claw flavor. It's fine. If you're yeah. being real. I actually, so I want to try Truly. I haven't tried Truly. Truly's good. So, so I don't odd, know. odd confession. You know what the best of those, like, alcoholic seltzers is, in my opinion? Hit me. Actually, there, there's two. Is it so Bud Light Oscar seltzer? Blue, Oscar Blues makes the best one what? by far. I didn't know they made one. Kind, Oscar Blues is Yeah, they, they, they make several of them, uh, and they're super fucking amazing. Uh, we sell them at my work, and they're they're great. Um, they're only, like, two bucks a piece, too. Really great. Um uh, but other than that, the the one you can get like nationwide that's super easily accessible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bud Light Seltzer, dude. The Catalina Lime Mixer, it's pretty, which is pretty a great good. name for a beverage. Uh, yeah. I like that one a lot. Actually, I like that yeah. it's six percent as opposed to White Claw's five percent. I think right, that's right, quite right. nice. But also, yeah, and it tastes like, kind of the same. Those like, cans are huge. Like one of those yeah, gets me fucking They're like twenty four. Yeah, dude, one of those mm-hmm. gets me drunk. Like I'm like, yeah, vibing mm-hmm. hard after one of those. Sick dog. <laughs> As the kids say, it. yeah, <laughs> vibing. You want... So yeah, actually, yeah. um, mm. like the other day, I was texting someone and I said, 
Yeah, I'm a little drunk and super high or vibing, as the kids say. And mm-hmm. I wasn't sure if that was funny. <laughs> I think it's not. It is not. <laughs> it sounds like I'm an old crotchety man. <laughs> a little bit. But I guess I am a little bit that. I don't vi- know. Vibing doesn't necessarily mean that. No, it definitely doesn't. But it can mean that, right? You know, it's it's, no, vi- it's open vi- to Vibing is very ubiquitous. It's like... You're just you feeling know, it, you know? You're, yeah, you're just it's in the whatever moment. you want it to mean. It's like, yeah. hey, hey, girl, you want to vibe? And then they're like, yeah. And then you try to kiss her, and she's like, I thought you were we were going to do the New York Times crossword from today. That's what I mean by vibe. And I'm like, yeah. what? Sometimes that, that's somebody's vibe. I listened to one of my coworkers talk to a, uh, a customer about anime for about a half an hour today. And oh, they were vibing. They were vibing, they were vibing. and I was vibing. not vibing. <laughs> Let me no, tell you, the, whatever the opposite of vibing is. I, I mean, there's some anime I definitely very much like, but like, I can't really talk anime in general because I only like very specific anime. And if someone's, like, oh yeah, that. What about this? I'm like, all right, you lost me already. <laughs> yeah, I, I know one. I know Trigun. That's it. <laughs> so you know what's funny? We can uh, talk DBZ Trigun. I don't. Uh, Sailor Moon, like I don't know too much. My coworker's conversation was very much like that. It was like mm-hmm. he was talking to this girl, and he was like, "Have you seen this?" And she was like, "No, I like this." <laughs> and like it was, <laughs> it was great. Uh, they yeah. had a conversation. No, they were vibing though. They 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 did get yeah. along. They were talking about the anime, the the Japan animation, if you will. And oh yes. it was okay. You know. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's each their they were, own, you know? They were having a conversation. They were fighting. We, we, we live in a conversiety. <laughs> I'll grant you that. You okay. can have it. I'll take it. Get it. I'll take what I can get. Let's get right. it. Let's get it. All right. Anyway, so Shores of Molokai. Uh, is it Molokai or Molokai? I like. I guess there's not two eyes. It's Molokai. Yeah, Molokai. Molokai. I've yeah, never been there. I've flown Molokai. over Molokai multiple times, but I've never been there. I don't even know what Molokai it's is. It's an island of Hawaii, Molokai? bro. Island of Hawaii. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. It is. Uh, it is the leper island. It's where they used to send Wait, all the lepers, you, bro. Are you talking about like Molokai or something? No, I'm talking about Molokai. Just Google Molokai. Is it Molokai? Yeah, it's just Molokai. Oh, I didn't. I didn't research Molokai. Oh yeah, yeah I guess Molokai. They used to send all the lepers there, bro. The leper colony, man. Molokai. Pretty cool. <laughs> oh no, it is. It is Molokai. Like that's how you pronounce it. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Okay, so maybe it is. Yeah, the shores of Molokai. I didn't. I didn't even. Yeah, it's spelled that way though. Yeah. Totally. So anyway, um. This, uh, I don't know. What were your general impressions of this album? Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I liked it. I, I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I actually liked all three of these albums. I thought that they were mm-hmm. all pretty, pretty okay. Pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought that, um, so I thought that Shores of Molokai, how, how do I say it? Molokai. Molokai. Uh, I thought that this one was pretty diverse and it started off pretty fun and it, and it kept mm-hmm. that energy. Um, yeah. I thought it jumped around a little bit in some ways that I enjoyed. One thing that I really liked about it was that the shredding was really restrained. Like there, the shredding was pretty restrained. There yeah. wasn't a ton of like weedly weedly moments. And it was like mm-hmm. a lot of like melodic leads. And like, that's where I think that Buckethead really shines is when he's writing yeah. like, and there were a lot of riffs in this album where I, I listened to him and mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, that's actually a pretty cool riff. Like I like that riff yeah. a lot. And like, so I enjoyed it. Um, there were some cool guitar moments and some groovy riffs, which you, I, mm-hmm. we, I don't know. I don't think we've heard a lot of thus far. So it was like hearing him do some grooves was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was all right. Like it, it was, I yeah. thought it was a solid buckethead outing. It was mm-hmm. restrained in the shredding though. And that, that really like kicks it up in yeah. my opinion. Like that, that gives yeah. it, I have more, respect for that album because of the restraint than I do like some of the albums we listened to last week. Yeah. So, um, 
I don't know, coming into this album, like it starts off with like an intro uh-huh. um, with like shore noises, you know, to make it like, you know, to actually tie it into it's a theme, the, which is cool. Yeah, them's the shores. It doesn't really... Yeah, they, they don't. He doesn't really revisit that idea at all at any point, which is fine. It's instrumental but, um, music. What can you do? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but you know, it leads him to the next track, which is uh, you know, noticeably like on this album, from the at least the beginning of the album, like the drums are way better mixed. Oh, for sure, like and the, the, the drum programming the, the bass, feels better as yeah, well. The bass drum is way punchier. Yeah, there's so one thing I noticed, especially like starting on this album. Uh, you get a lot more snare drum uh, and double and on kicks. All of the previous albums, yeah, on all of the previous albums, you actually get a bomb blast or two in this album, which I f- found surprising. Yeah, he actually like does a couple blast parts, which I was like, oh, interesting. Beats, but there were hmm. there there are bomb blasts hmm. like like no thirty second or like yeah thirty second notes on, right. on like the oh, bass okay, drums yeah, and then yeah. like do 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 <clears> yeah no okay. he definitely does that, bomb that blasts not not that, actual like power blasts. Yeah, yeah, I think that happens in like the yeah. second song. There's some really fast double kicks. Yeah. And then, yeah, in one of the later songs, too. Yeah. Like, there's two bomb blasts on this album that I actually wrote down, and I was like, huh, well, that was super interesting. Yeah. But uh, the drums are a lot punchier. Um, he definitely, like, actually... Uh, I don't know if he actually put, like, a, a high-pass filter on the drums before. Um, like, how do you mean? Now, how do you mean? Like, like, before, the bass drums took up way too much room in the mix mm. a lot of the time. There was, like way too much bottom end to the bass drum and it didn't punch at all. Interesting. Um, uh, it was it was more of a thud than a, like a doo, you know, like yeah. a punch. And starting on this album, at least for the first half of the album, in the second half of the album, I feel like he goes kind of back to the old drum samples, but um, when he's actually using real drum samples in the first half of the album, it's pretty punchy. Yeah, uh, it is really punchy. And like, I yeah. feel like these, this, this section of three, like are very like kindred, Almost in the sense that like they all feel like they are somewhat similar in the sense that like they've got really punchy drums that they're kind of energetic. I feel like they're a little bit quicker than some of the stuff that we've heard uh, before. It's definitely like it's a marked uh, slight change. Like it's not like huge, but it's like it's noticeable. Yeah. So one thing I definitely noticed that really ties all of these three albums together is he gets a new electronic sample pack. Uh, (laughs) It's like. I don't know if you like he uses it like four times on each three of the albums. It's like that that kind of breakish sounding sample pack with like the very abrupt snare drum. Sure. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, the, yeah. The he uses it drums. on like. Yeah. Yeah. That I like um, the use of electronic drums in this. In this no, game. he there, uses it a lot. And, there were a couple yeah, songs I, I kinda, like that reminded mm-hmm. me of Ministry a little bit. Like, and I was like, oh, that's okay. interesting. Okay, sure. Like yeah. Buckethead yeah, playing no, especially, ministry um, stuff. I'm into it. Yeah. Uh, the Five Masters of Decapitation, track three off here, was super ministry. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and then it does like this envelope filter thing, and then it ends, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and then the next song after that, like he almost gets into like trap at points with, with his drum programming. He, he, like, like, he definitely like feels like he's kind of like finding his voice for drums. Like... Like yeah. I, I definitely like enjoyed the drums mm. in this section mm. of of records. Um, yeah. Like I thought that they were fun. They added a lot to the music, which is cool. Like I feel like, I don't know. I I enjoyed this record. I, I feel like it's one of the better ones. It it, it parts. There was a couple <laughs> songs like uh, track eight, "Smile Without a Face," was like literally just like a clip show of every single song he's made before this. <laughs> it was like a lot of like. Like a lot of just uh, wah and like phaser guitar and eh, it was kind of like lots of kill switch playing. Not not my favorite. Um, um, but you know. So a song yeah. I liked a lot from this record was Henry's New mm-hmm. Home. And I'll be honest, yeah. I didn't write down what I liked about it. I just took a, a picture of the song playing when oh. it was playing and I was like... So, I enjoyed that song. I don't remember. I'll, I'll what tell it was. you what you okay, enjoyed about it. Uh, it. It's it's got a really sick beat, uh, and it's using the sample pack from like um, tracks two and three. Also, or no, I think just track three. Mm-hmm. Um, the the melody for the first like minute of the song is played entirely on bass, hmm. and it's pretty cool. Yeah, right, right. Um, I and it kind of sounds like guitar. 
Yeah, uh, and it's like this this cool kind of like slapping. It's not his usual slapping pattern though. Yeah, uh, like which, I like, feel like he's doing little a little mm-hmm. bit different stuff in in this. Like and like that's what I wanted to see from this. I wanted to see yeah. development. I wanted to see iteration on the ideas that he'd done before. And I, yeah. I feel like we've definitely seen at least a little bit of that mm-hmm. here. Also, I wrote down that uh, near the end of the song, there's a 30 second solo that's super restrained, but it's like the best solo I think I've heard yeah, from so far. No, for sure. It's just like a I cool, really melodic. It reminded me a little bit almost of Andy LaRoque because it was like actually restrained and interesting yeah, at times. And yeah, I was totally. like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And then it ended. And I'm like, that was perfect. You didn't overdo it this time, Buckethead, like you almost always do. Totally. <laughs> yeah, um, he almost uh, always does. Um, uh, so. I feel like this one sounded to me a lot like mm-hmm. uh, the soundtrack for a Quake-like game in the late 90s. Interesting. Like, okay, so, so yeah, there was a lot of like electronic elements that did feel very 90s to me. And so for that reason, I actually thought it would be a great soundtrack to like a film produced by UFC. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> You're like, sure, why yeah. not? Yeah. Why, yeah. Like, I, like, I could see some bros broing down and doing beatdowns. I could definitely just, see yeah. someone walking towards a camera away from an explosion <laughs> while music from this album plays. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally great. Absolutely. Um, Album two from this week. The the Snow Rabbit. Album eight, The Snow Rabbit. Mm -hmm. Wait, no, that's not the the eighth one. The eighth one is Rax. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, The Snow Rabbit is is a song on that album, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. Oh, well, okay. Uh, Hold on, hold on. Let's let's figure it out. Let's figure it out. Yeah, you're right. So no, Rax, yeah, you're right. No. The Snow Rabbit is the no, title, yep. the first track. Yeah, right. So you're good. Yep, you're sorry. good. You sorry. listen to the yep, right no, thing. Yep, it's good. hard. Did, I, I it's did. hard, right? Like now you understand it why is. I fucked it up nah. before. It's nah. it's okay. difficult. We're good. We're good. We're good. Though. Okay. We're good. Um, Rax. 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 So Rax. Rax is a record. Um, it starts with with a fuzz pedal. This is the first time we've heard Buckethead play through a fuzz pedal. Uh, I just want to talk guess, about that for I a guess, second. No, he's. He's, he's played bass through a fuzz pedal before several well, times. Well, this is the first time I've heard guitar, specifically a guitar solo or a lead part run through a fuzz That's pedal. Fair. And he he has he has done a doubling with bass a few times, but I don't think he's ever like started just with a fuzz pedal pedal and nothing else. Yes. Like I I, I get you. So yeah, he yeah. does this a couple times in this record mm-hmm. and like I thought that was kind of interesting. It was a little bit Different. I feel like this album is weirder than most of his albums so far. It is. <laughs> and, and you know what actually I think really sets it apart? What's that? Is he actually pans the guitar and bass on several songs in this. I don't even Including the first that. one, The Snow Rabbit, uh, like guitar is panned almost entirely to the left and bass is panned almost entirely to the right. Hmm. And and he doubles a lot of the stuff, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, other songs... Uh, Track seven, Spider Wall. Oh, do you yeah, I do that remember one? that. It starts That's, with that really dude, weird guitar part, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, it's, "It's all, it's all tapping. It's just two guitars, and he's doing super and it's weird clean tapping too. patterns. Like it's, it's run through yeah, a clean but it's, amp, like, and it's, it sounds mm-hmm. really cool. It's like a really cool mm-hmm. riff. I was like, whoa, yeah. this is weird. This is really yeah. interesting. Like, what is going yeah. on? I liked that song, yeah. and I really liked the song, the last song on the. I think it's the last song on the album. It's called the Patrolman. The Patrolman? Bro, yeah, really good. What a banger! Yeah. Like that is the first mm-hmm. like legitimate banger i feel like i've heard in in this stuff like i really, really? like that song i i think it's pretty all right um but six minutes of the seven and a half minute song are a solo but it's like a and really that, like it's, it's a very me. tame solo so, it's like very so, like so a song melodic. that i think hits the mark uh-huh that the patrolman's trying to make in a much better way is track eight coffin for a penny okay um, it's just really nice, super dynamic, very melodic, uh, chordal, like with, with a nice lead and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like not too much and it's not a six minute solo. Sure. Sure. And, yeah. But I feel like as far as six yeah. minute yeah. solos go, this one was a pretty tame one. I don't feel like, mm-hmm. I, I still feel like the shredding is relatively restrained. There's one song in the album. I actually didn't write it down, but there's one song in the album where there's a lot of weedly wheelies and I didn't really like that song. But mm-hmm. that I liked the patrolman. I thought it was a really good use of of melody. Um, and like I, 
there were notable moments. <laughs> One of the notes <laughs> that I said, I tried to spin it into something, but I don't remember what I was thinking when I wrote this, but I just wrote mm-hmm. notable moments of whimsy. <laughs> and like... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I agree. Like, I I think I know what I mean by that. Like, it just felt a little whimsical. Like, he was playing. It was. You know? So so there was a lot of, like, really melodic stuff on here. Like, uh, track three, Ashbury Park Boardwalk. I like that melodic. one a lot, too. Yeah, I, I screenshotted mm-hmm. that one. I, I really liked it. It was a good song. Um, Sunbursts was, like, really melodic, but it was super driving at the same time. It had a really driving, like, drum part. Mm-hmm. Um Chamber of Slunks uh, I, wasn't super melodic or anything. It was an interesting so it, song. So a really yeah, cool thing that he did is in that song, uh, he actually doubled almost the entire guitar riff on the first part with the bass, which he yeah. hasn't really done before. Yeah, uh, he hasn't actually like explored the bass and actually done anything technical on the bass. He plays he a pretty a technical bass thing. part. Yeah, oh, I did notice that. It's super cool. Yeah, yeah, I really liked it. I liked it too. Uh, but then honestly, like the real standout on here. Um, yeah, uh, the the one I think you were talking about, uh, which was just like a solo that was just, and it was uh, track nine, Formahot, which was just a lot of twirly solo stuff that I was like, meh. Uh-huh. Um, the the real standout track on here, though, for me was Spiderwall. Spiderwall was really so cool fucking song. cool. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Yeah, it like starts out with this cool, like, panned tapping part on two guitars, uh-huh. finishes with a panned harmonics part on two guitars. It's like, melodic but also like has a lot of dissonance yeah. and it's, it's just fucking really I, I, nice I agree yeah. to a certain extent in the sense that like I did really like that song like that was one mm. of my top songs of this this last kind of batch but I, I still gotta go with the Patrolman that's my favorite one okay. on this record okay. and, and as, like as a guitarist I could see that it, it was just like a really I don't know it was Buckethead playing to his strengths like he was mm-hmm. he wrote a really like melodic backing track it's a great use of melody yeah. it has a great pro- progression in it it doesn't feel too long even though it is long um and i don't know i i dug it i thought that that was i wouldn't want to hear an album of him just doing that but i feel like in the context of this album like it really it it made a lot of sense to me and so overall this movie or movie (laughs) i'm high uh anyways this record (laughs) felt like to me like the soundtrack to an indie movie about monster trucks interesting Okay. And, like, I get that if it was more aggressive, but, like, honestly, there was a lot of, like, really soft, melodic, like, powerful, inspiring material on here. So, because of that, I'm going to say, I think it was the soundtrack to maybe, like, a rock climbing documentary. Ooh, that's interesting. Or or, or perhaps a Patagonia ad. <laughs> okay. Uh, or what about uh, uh, Land's End? There you go. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Eddie absolutely. Bauer. Oh yeah, or maybe uh, if there's like a a company that makes like those uh, MRE meals, you know, <laughs> that you like take camping. Sure. Like if they had an infomercial for that, wow. it's like this is the fucking soundtrack. Yeah, that's heavy, dude. I like that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, All right, on to a March of the Slunks, number nine. Number nine. We're up to nine. I love that. That's great. Nine. Yeah, we're eighteen we're is actually there. nine. I've been told that. Uh, it's stuck in his mind. <laughs> Uh, March no, of the Slunks. no one listening will get that because guess what? No one's listening. <laughs> I like that. So <laughs> that's uh, the name of the that's the name of this episode. Guess what? No one's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it right now. Okay. So March of the Sloth. Yeah, totally. Uh, I thought it was, nine. again, diverse. That feels to be the, the theme of these three. Mm-hmm. Like, they were all pretty yeah. diverse. This one was pretty diverse. I liked the first track a lot. My goodness, that song is really good. There's, like, some some legitimate... Milligan's Maze? Really? Le- I, I thought it was just a... It was, it was riffy. Yeah. It's got some good riffs. It's got it's some it's good got riffs, some good for riffs, sure. So, like, that's why I like it. But it's just, just riffs, pretty totally. much. Totally. Which is fine. And, and that's fine. And I, and I actually said it was a return to form, because it felt like maybe like one of the first three or four albums it did it did it did feel like the first album i thought it felt Mm -hmm. like the first pike a little bit but there were some cool riffs in it and like i really liked those riffs uh i thought it was enjoyable it was short it's like to the point Mm -hmm. again really punchy drums 
in this record, like really, really punchy yeah. drums. Yeah, and like, yeah, the, the drums were much better than the last record I, or the second half yeah. of uh, Shores and uh, Malekia. I, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that first track. Uh, the first half, to me, honestly, felt pretty good. The latter half lost me a little bit, but it, it's like it's interesting. There's some weird shit in there. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I I thought. I thought the second half was way better than the first half. This album. Interesting. I'm gonna, Tell me I'm why. Go ahead I want to. I want to know. Totally disagree. I want to know. Um, so okay, I'll, I'll just go. So this uh, album has eleven tracks. So I'll just go from track six. Okay. All right. Um, so track track six is good. Uh, it's called Thud. Okay. Um, and uh, it, it's it's thuddy and chuggy. It's almost like he he wrote the song name and then like wrote a song around. It. And so like it, it's it's good. It's it's kind of just like a a really kind of slow speed metal song though, if that makes any sense, like the build up to, <laughs> yeah, the, the build up to like a, a fast speed metal riff almost. Um, after that, you got satellite invaders track seven. Um, and in this, I actually noticed he, he really starts to actually use the bass a lot more, especially uh-huh. in these last two albums. Like buckethead is actually utilizing the bass more in the, Learn just bum, bum, bam, bum, bum, bam. he does a lot of that. Root. <laughs> he does but then it's either that or playing root notes sure. but now he's actually like playing like melodies behind his stuff he, i did which notice I think that as well awesome. yeah actually mm-hmm. um there's a yeah there's a quite a few moments of that yeah and, and actually like you know it feels pretty spacey and actually this whole album feels pretty spacey and there's a couple like space themed kind of or sci-fi themed song titles like satellite invaders uh you know um the robot who lost his head, uh, happy landing could be interpreted the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so satellite invaders is good. Uh, then, uh, I, uh, you have the other, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just gonna say, I felt like the guitars were mostly <clears throat> tasteful in this one. Mm-hmm. Not in, yeah. not, I don't know about as tasteful as the other two that we listened mm-hmm. to, but they were mostly tasteful. And, right. uh, I like that. I like it when yeah. he's more tasteful with the guitars. I feel like, me too. I feel like he's, I don't, I don't want him to solo that often. To be I, I, like, like, yeah, maybe like, a couple I, times. An I album. actually mm. like legitimately like some of his riffs a lot. Like, I, I, I and, and I feel like no, he has some cool fucking. I feel riffs. like when yeah. he focuses on the riffing as opposed to mm-hmm. like the leads, it, it yeah. his music is more enjoyable to listen to. Like, just overall, it, it, at least at least metal and funk wise. Yeah. Like when it comes to like his more melodic stuff, like sometimes the lead stuff. Yeah, is like really I mean, cool. I really liked the Patrolman, mm. and like that's a perfect example yeah. of him just yeah. being melodic. And yeah. but in this album, I feel like the 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 parts where he just wrote cool riffs and like there are definitely yeah. cool riffs on this one, uh, like there mm-hmm. are in, in all of these, you know. But uh, yeah. but like definitely some some really interesting guitar playing. Uh, there there are a couple of moments where there's like a lot of like he's doing like cool like stutter effects and stuff that like actually sound uh, in- musical. I, honestly, I am honestly so tired of the stutter effects. Interesting. I, okay. He 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 overutilizes them. He he uses them every other song pretty much, and I'm just like, honestly, it, I was tired of it by the second podcast. I'm like, <laughs> all right, guy. Like, I get I get that you have this thing that you do, and I get that's your thing, but I don't need to. But but at the same time, I like I committed to listening to like. 300 albums of this so um <laughs> it's 283 bro okay uh, i i actually believe it's 285 what? now because he released he some released in the last pikes? month or two my he, i believe he did where's our bucket I news like you're supposed to show me the bucket news like you didn't no Come i, on, I have man. bucket facts you have bucket news you <laughs> fail Fuck. all right fine <laughs> well, no one was assigned bucket news we don't have a bucket journalist all right <laughs> A head journalist! A bucket head journalist! I'm on my way to the liquor store, gonna die, gonna die, gonna die our score, but it doesn't even matter, I've got nothing left, so survival is an instant as life or death now would. not even matter if I had my plan, what would? not even matter if I killed that man, what would and what should are never fucking the same because you cannot control what you can't understand. Okay, so let me let me read you my notes, okay? When I was listening to this album, I wrote two things about what I thought it sounded like. I said, parts of this sound like having a bad trip at a carnival. <laughs> and then I said, other parts of this sound like being sad at a boat race. Yeah. yeah I, I guess. 
I think I know what that means. I feel like 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 looking at sailboats in the rain because you're like ah the that's not gonna work so well with the sail you know <laughs> feels bad. Oh okay so here's the deal. Um, since we started this podcast, he has released two more kind of pikes. Uh, they're not really pikes though. They're not branded as pikes. Well, they are, but they aren't. So they're pike. Oh god. I don't know how to explain this. Um, it, they're remix albums of his Pikes. What? So the remix albums of Pikes 21 and 22, Spiral Trackway and Sphere Facade. So Whoa. I don't know. I don't know if Damn. we have. I don't know if we should include that on the Spiral Track uh, on on that episode with 21 and 22. Ah, uh, wow, that's really oh, wait, that's okay. no wait. No, because one episode will have 21. That'll be the. The sixth episode and or yeah, and then the the seventh episode will have twenty two. So I guess we'll have to. We I think we should maybe in, listen to them then. Uh, ah, yeah. okay. Well, should fine. we listen to the remixes with them? I don't know. I think, we, I think should. we should. I think we should. That's gonna be. It's yeah. gonna keep them the freshest in our brain. You know that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think um, this album sounded like? What does it sound oh, like? Oh man, this. So, so this album, like, you know, it had a lot of, like, sci-fi theme stuff, and there was a lot of, like, spacey tones to it, uh-huh. and I noticed he, like, he used a lot of, like, he used a good bit of keyboard in this one, and, and some of the stuff was actually more keyboard-based, like, um, song, uh, song nine, Ghost Coop. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, that was one that I wrote down, too. That's a, that was a yeah, weird it, one. It had, like, some super old keyboard sound. It sounded like an old Korg sampler or something, like... Like something I played with when I was a kid. Yeah, it, like, it sounded, sounded like, old and cheap, and it was dope. It sounds. I really liked it. It sounds really nineties, man. Like a lot yeah. of a oh. lot of his stuff has like for whatever reason. Like I'm trying to pin it down. Like what is it about? It's probably because it? it he has a so lot of nineties equipment still. Because like that's when he like became a professional musician. So his setup is probably super nineties. I don't stuff. know, man. Like this music definitely like, like it sounds very daw driven, you I, know. And it's like yeah, so, but I don't know. but at the same time. You know, like, Buckethead is just, like, Sonic Mayhem <laughs> with more natural You can't reference talent. Sonic Mayhem. Literally no one knows who Sonic Mayhem is. <clears throat> I mean, to explain Sonic Mayhem is going to take another entire podcast, so maybe we should take that out. Unless you got the time for me to explain Sonic Mayhem for the next half fucking hour. Because... Any less than 30 minutes will not do Sonic Mayhem justice. Chris Beagley deserves 30 minutes of your undivided <laughs> attention. Bro. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, you know You know what? You know what? Uh, leave that in. Okay. I'm going to do an addendum podcast that's going to be like half an hour of me just ranting about Sonic Mayhem. Dude, I got to be there. I have words about Sonic Mayhem. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we can, we can do that, okay? Okay. But but leave that in. We're we're going to do an addendum podcast. We're going to do a special edition, our first special edition explaining Sonic Mayhem to people because I feel like honestly, our opinion on Buckethead has been highly informed <laughs> honestly, by you're our not relationship wrong. with Sonic Mayhem. You're not wrong. Cuz like extremely like, so. Honestly. He, like Sonic Mayhem, it, you know, uh I respect Buckethead. He's immensely talented, but he's obviously somewhere on some spectrum. Right? You think? I mean, maybe. Man. Like, yeah. I think it could go either way, honestly. Like, so I think that Buckethead, yeah. I do think that he's like an older, you know, rock musician type guy. I think that he's, he's probably, I, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he was active under some kind of pseudonym on so, on, so on like I, Facebook groups about guitar and shit. I like, I actually wanted I, I wanted to talk about this. I think we should add a new segment. Okay, hit me. Called "Who Is Buckethead?" Oh, I like this. Where, I like this very much. I, I have speculation. Who Buckethead could be. <laughs> Like and, and each of us, each of us, each time comes with comes up with a person, and we give our evidence, even though we know it's probably bullshit because Buckethead is someone who no one knows. Like, this is true. His name is Brian. That's a, all anyone knows. Yes, this is true. All right, I'm into that. I I yeah. I want to. We'll, I want to we believe. We can start that next time. Yeah, I want, we can start that next I time. I need to make a shirt that has just Buckethead's face on it, and it just says, "I want to believe." 
I can make that. I can draw that graphic for you, dog. Let's do that. That's wonderful. I can. I can make his hair say, "I want to believe." <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Ghost Coop was a weird <laughs> one. I definitely noticed mm-hmm. that. I was like, "That's a weird song." Cool. Yeah, but you know, I, I feel like the the um, it would th- this would be a great soundtrack to a sci-fi thriller mm. produced by Hulu. <laughs> so like the Blumhouse shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the like that's the production very, company that makes all of their shit. They're yeah, uh, very very Hulu. Very very okay. like yeah, very like just a better than UPN. Oh yeah yeah, but but just better than UPN. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, like, the the Hulu horror movies, I would say, like, they're, like, just better than bad. Just yeah. just a little bit better than yeah. bad. No, <laughs> like, I've, I've watched a couple of them, like... like uh, yeah, so I watched one of them about a dog, like a killer dog, and it was, like... Cool. I don't remember what it was called, but it, it starred the girl who voices Cheryl in Archer, and she's also in... Uh, okay. uh, she's in Arrested Development. She plays Kitty... Arrested Development. Do you remember her? Hmm. She was like fucking George Senior. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kitty, Kitty. Kitty. Oh, she was great. Who got the boob job? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, she's the star of this movie. She's, she's, she's great. Yeah, yeah. and she is great. I, I actually love her. And so when I saw that she was in it, I was like, okay, I'll give this a shot. And like, it's fine. I would say, it's fine. (laughs) It's like, it's like, it's not good. It's not bad. It's kind of bad, but it's 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 fine. It's like it's it's somewhat trashy, but it's it's whatever. It's just it's just not particularly good, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way about a lot of the Hulu movies. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Like Hulu is, um, I don't know why I still pay for it. Yeah, I, I, honestly, I pay them. I, I've been paying I, them for I a while. I can't tell you. I can't tell you the last time I actually went on Hulu. Uh-huh. I've watched like maybe half a dozen Hulu movies in the last year. But that was on accident because I torrented them <laughs> and saw Hulu Studios as I started up the movie. I'm like, I could have, I paid for this. Oh, whatever. Dude, isn't that, well, isn't that it, like so the, the fucking, isn't that the most, isn't that the most cuck ass bullshit when you fucking pirate something and then so you already paid yeah, for and you're it. already paying for the service it's on where you can stream yeah. it in higher definition for free without wasting yeah. your bandwidth. You're like, wow, I just fucking cucked myself. Thanks. Fucking BitTorrent. Yeah. Damn it. Nah, it's not BitTorrent's fault. <laughs> It's you. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm not here for criticism. I I was just saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, man. It, it definitely do be like that, you know? It do. Um, uh, can, I, can, I, can I tell you a joke that I wrote? Please. You wrote this joke. Wait, tell me where you wrote this joke and when. I wrote this I wrote this on the notepad at the end of my notes because I thought of it right after I finished the last album. Okay. I don't know why I thought of it, but I think it's pretty bad. You ready? I'm really ready. <clears throat> oh man. You know what you know what really pisses me off is um the glove box bar. <laughs> okay. Like it it's not it's not a glove box, right? It's an insurance and registration box. Very fucking specifically. Like You never filled your glove box full of bullshit? Yeah, I've filled my glove box with bullshit, but it's always the only thing that's always in there is my insurance and registration, okay, right? Alright. But the one thing that's never in there is gloves. Right? Because if I put my fucking wet or icy-ass fucking gloves, which is the only time I wear gloves, yeah, right? is when it's shitty out. Yeah. And so they're going to be fucking fucked and, like, wet and icy and bullshit. If I put them in my glove box, uh-huh. they're going to fucking ruin my, like, registration and insurance card, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So no one, no one, no one keeps fucking gloves in their glove box. So, you know, if you're looking for gloves in a glove box... You're looking for gloves in all the wrong places. Die, 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 die
was waiting for it. I was like, where's the joke? Is it going to happen? It happened. You threw it at me. All right. This is good. Thank you. <laughs> uh, awesome. No, not really. Recommend me something. God, what the... Um... I didn't uh, check out anything you recommended me in the last couple episodes. Uh, oh, oh, have you started a new season of Fargo? Because that shit's awesome. Nah, I haven't. I got to catch up on that. I fell off that on the second season. Oh, so good, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah. It seemed like very well made. I was just like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> let's see here. Um, so, oh, holy shit. 1989's Robot Jocks. Have you seen that shit? No, I'm here for oh it. Oh, my though. God. Okay, so are you ready for, like, the craziest synopsis ever? Please. So I'm just going to say this from memory. So, in the future, war has been outlawed. And so, like, nation states create their own teams that have robot battles, one-on-one -on -one robot yes. battles. And the winner of those battles gets to, like, seed ter like gain territory and so okay. that's how like they do war and like gain like territory in the future but and who so, controls the robots bro individual people and so you oh just got God. like rock stars oh, who are yeah. all committed to doing 10 matches in their life to robot jocks and it's wow. fucking awesome I'm it's so, so good, wow. 1989. It's a perfect year for that movie. It's it's the best. Perfect year. It has a. I, I believe it has a sequel called Robot Warriors. Um, made a few Ooh. years later. Uh, yeah, 93. Robot Warriors. Absolutely Sick. fantastic. Did you see Robot Warriors? I have not. Oh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch Robot Jocks. We gotta watch Robot Warriors together. That'd be sick. Dude, let's do it. Let's do I'm it. I'm into it. All right. Order. All right. Uh, well, I've been, uh, what I've been doing, I don't know what I've been doing. I've been, like, kicking it, I've been playing guitar a little bit. I recommend mm -hmm. playing guitar. That's a pretty fun thing to do. Yeah. I've been playing bass, too. I like, bass I like playing is, bass, bass a lot good. as well. Yeah. I recommend playing bass. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, so this is something that I did. I installed a mirror in my bathroom because, although I've been living in this apartment for two and a half years, I've never had a mirror in my bathroom. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, if you ever need to know, you are ugly. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I mean, that's what I assume. You know, you know, so I was know, like, why would I even bother? You can just ask, man. I'm I'm here for you, dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh wait how how did you how how did you get your mustache? How did you shave your mustache without so a mirror? I, so I have a mirror mounted next to my bed for reasons, and I've you been shave using your that. mustache in bed. Unfortunately. Okay. It hasn't been ideal. Like I'm not no, saying this is great. No, that's that's the opposite of ideal. That's <laughs> you shouldn't shave your mustache in bed. <laughs> well, I put like a like a little thing down, you know, to collect the fur. Oh, you have a mustache bib. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bib. It's but, you know, it's like but, it's like but, a it's like a towel. So this is a bib for your bib for your bed. It's a bed bib. Beer, bed beard bib actually yeah 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 bed beard bib yeah 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 you know yeah, we, we can and, go with that yeah totally so i i mounted this mirror in my bathroom it's wild i it's been a long time i can i can see me <laughs> it's I'm weird like, to see myself when i brush my teeth honestly whoa who are you partner who's that <laughs> fellow with the clean teeth <laughs> I feel like a cat who's like seeing itself <laughs> in the mirror for the first time. I'm like, oh, hello. Who are you? Well, I mean, with, with those you. big whiskers, you look like a cat. A cat scratch fever, Ted Nugent, that is. Bro, do you remember when we went and saw him in Alaska? I did. When we were 17? I didn't see him with you. Yeah, you were totally there. I've never seen Ted Nugent live. You were definitely there. I have not seen Ted Nugent live. You You're told me about him. This. No, no he, you're forgetting this. You were there. No, I never saw I Ted Nugent live. I there. wish I saw Ted Nugent live. Yeah, he said the N-word on stage. I know. I, you it told was me, dark. But I wasn't there. <laughs> and I wish Bro. I was to know more about Ted Nugent's evilness. Yeah, that would have been evil. like 2006, maybe? 2005. Yeah. No, that was 2006. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that would explain why you weren't there. We weren't friends. Oh we yeah, were, that was but our, you got kicked out weird. of the band. Yeah, that's that's when like we were only friends because I sold you weed. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Like you and I were still friends, but like mm. you and Chris and Justin were weird. No, at the time. I was still cool with Chris and Justin because I stole weed. Um, <laughs> that all got resolved so quickly. It doesn't because matter. I sold everyone weed. <laughs> <laughs> you love to weed it. Yeah, you love to deal it. <laughs> Do you? No, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I feel that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this up and yeah. then get ready for our Sonic Mayhem Addendum podcast, which so. we are going to record right now. Oh, okay, I'm fine. So, uh, well, anywho, this has been Brit. Uh, yeah, and this has been fucking Spencer. You're listening to Getting Head, a Bucket Cast. Stay greasy, Bucketheads. Namaste. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. If you liked our podcast, or even if you didn't like our podcast, we'd love for you to go please rate and review it over at Apple Podcasts. That's uh, how we get more listeners, and I I don't even know how it works. It's just, I, I was just I was told to do just, just just fucking do it, please, 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 God damn it!